0: A thoughtful listener, what is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to UpmyInfluence.com quiz to find out right now. That's UpmyInfluence.com quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast With us right now, I've got the founder and host of the Joyful Scaling Podcast and scaling expert and business coach, Judy Weber. Judy, you're found on the web at judyweber.co. Judy, thank you for joining us.
1: Josh, thanks so much for having me. And you're going to find out that I just love the title of this podcast because I'm a thinker. So we'll be talking Mm. about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's good. Good. We're in the right room. Well, Judy, uh, give us an overview of your work, please.
1: Sure. I, uh, I'm setting the gold standard in business coaching for Christian women. I teach Christian women how to do business joyfully, faithfully, simply, impactfully, and profitably. And that last point, Josh, I just want to land on for just a moment. Christians tend to have some hangups about money. And sometimes it's about wrong Bible verses they've heard, like it's the love of money. And they 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 say it's just money itself that's the root of all evil. Or, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than to get into heaven. And so that's one of the things I work through. Even I mean, you know, my clients at the mastermind level, they are at two, three, four hundred thousand. And even they grapple with this. So that aspect of having a profitable business without apology is something I really love to go deep on. Mm. Yeah. And and so talk about Judy how you got into this role. Well, it's a long and windy road. Uh, but I will say this. I was a poor girl, one of six, and um, you know, someone like me wasn't supposed to be here with you, Josh, for example. You know, like nobody from where, I'm from where I'm from, it's a small town, one of six kids. We lived in a house with no air conditioning, car, no air conditioning, one bathroom. Um, the opportunity to go to college was like my graduation gift, and then going to law school was a big dream. And But that's, when I talk about a big dream, this little girl had big dreams. At four years old, I remember saying to my mom, Mom, I'm going to do something really important. I'm going to make a million bucks, and I'm going to impact the world. And she's like, okay, Judy, if that's what you think. But, so. So anyway, I've done crazy great things, but only because I was blessed to have parents who said I could do anything, um, but let me just say it was not a a you know roses and wine type of life. I was beat up on my wedding night by my first husband. Oh. I've overcome lots of things. I was in a fatal head-on crash, drunk driving accident, ex- um, where the other guy was drunk in the middle of an afternoon. Um, lots of lots of trauma in my life, but um, I decided early on that. I'm going to get through every challenge and just overcome. That's just like how I'm built.
0: To our friends who's listening to us right now, uh, who may have experienced some tough stuff uh, in their past or their background, how have you learned or how have you adapted, given your life experiences, which are horrific, and I'm so sorry, um, is there any way to, and I don't want to say, oh, let's put a silver lining on it, but how do we either recover rebound um, or say, Hey, I hesitate to use the word grow. Right. Because I don't, I don't want to be insensitive, but, but how have you learned to adapt uh, uh, negative or traumatic experiences um, to create maybe a renewed sense of purpose, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. A couple things for me. I'm a lover of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he is everything. So, so when I, when bad things happen, I believe that it was meant to be for what reason, I have no idea. Um, With the head on crash, my mother broke all her ribs. She was next to me, I was driving. She came out of the accident saying, why God, you know, being mad at him. I was thankful that I was alive. We didn't have seatbelts on. So like I, my mom was built to be negative And with that, I just determined that I've got to be positive. And so when bad stuff happens, oh, yeah, I grieve. Oh, yeah, it's tough. When I went through my divorce, the father of my kids, um, there was years of misery, years of tears that would fill an ocean. Um, But then you allow yourself to feel that, Josh, and then you say, okay, am I going to live here in the pit forever? And the answer, you know, when you really look at the people relying on you and and how God gave you all these beautiful, um, you know, gifts that sometimes we don't even realize. Like just just briefly, I will say people have told me, Judy, you're a natural encourager until they told me that I really didn't know that. But that's really how I'm built. I've always been an advocate, especially an advocate for women. I want to help and encourage everybody. And I see the beauty in things even when others don't. And I think that might be just an innate gift, but for anybody out there struggling, one last thing I'll say, Josh, which is really important. And that is it's so easy for someone that doesn't know me to look at me and say, oh, look at this beautiful office that she's in. And she's got all these businesses that are are so successful. And oh, she's a lawyer. Daddy must have had money. We have to be really careful, Josh, to understand every human being, no matter where they came from, has gone through stuff. And so that's why I look at everybody with eyes of opportunity and love and how can I help them. And so um that that, that that's something that I I've taught my boys, you know, everybody has stuff so love on them.
0: <laughs> um so Judy for, let's say there's someone's listening to us and they they know, hey, I I don't follow Christianity. Um, I'm not a Christian. However, um, what I believe is there are a lot, you take the religion out of the Bible, there's still a lot of really great personal development in, in that. Um, what can non-Christians um, appreciate that um, you have been informed or inspired by your devotion or your faith um, and that that might be relevant to anyone, regardless of their faith or non-faith?
1: Absolutely. Okay, do you know, that faith is the number one success metric. So for me, it's faith in Christ. But, but for anybody out there in business, the only way you're gonna make it is if you have faith, faith in yourself, faith in your purpose. And more than that, it really has to go deeper into like your belief about who you are, your identity. And so as an example for entrepreneurs, you know, it's not just enough to say, I'm a CEO or I'm a thought leader. In order to really be that and have the success that those people have, you've gotta believe deep down in your core that you are. So do you, in the quiet of your mind, call yourself a CEO? Is that how you see yourself? Or do you look at yourself as an overworked employee, right? Are you an expert, even if you're in the earlier stages of your business? Or do you really believe, ooh, I'm really a newbie and there's that hesitation? So I would say, look at your faith, foundation and you know generally as a person but then also as an entrepreneur and that will inform how you show up what you do when you show up and all of that
0: all right so judy thank you so much by the way um and i i was hoping you would enjoy that question <laughs> um <laughs> yes, I so uh, you know uh you know obviously one thing that you're focused on is scaling and so um what are kind of maybe the basic building blocks when, when you're working with someone and say, okay, it's time to start scaling you a little bit here. And one of the first things that we're going to do is we're going, or, you know, maybe it's the kind of maybe the first steps or it could be, you know, what are those those structural building blocks that are necessary to scale?
1: Sure. I believe scaling is three simple steps and it's the acronym JOY. It's the jump start, optimize and yield. So very briefly, the jump start is when you look at the strategy of your business from the brand to the marketing to the sales, and you dive in deep. And what I find is that, again, I'm working with women at $200,000, $400,000 approaching five and trying to get to the seven figures. What I find is that a lot have a complicated business. They have an offer suite. And I say, why do you have all these offers? And they go, I don't know. I just felt like that was the right thing to do. And, and they often admit, I don't even, I can't even keep track of them all when I'm talking with my clients. So then I'm all about simplifying. Josh, I love to help my clients create a sophisticatedly simple business model where you have one, maybe two offers. They're premium offers because they offer great transformation. Uh, we talk about creating demand for those one or two offers and you go all in on that and and also in the way of simplicity it's a lean and mean dream team you don't need you know all these different departments and you don't need dozens and dozens of employees and i did a master class late last year i called it your million dollar year and i took through real client examples of the empire business model versus the sophisticatedly simple And it's funny, from a $1.2 million business, they netted the same thing as a $450,000 business because of the lack of overhead. So anyway, we go deep in strategy. I'm a lawyer. I'm a former lawyer. So I think to win. I think, how can we get this accomplished in a way that will be um, fun and will get the result you want? So that's the first step, jumpstart in strategy. Then it's time to optimize. Now we're looking at team. We're going to look at your org chart. Who do you have on your team now? And by the way, do you attach KPIs to them? Because a lot of times I see women, you know, I work with women. They they, they hire people and they just kind of let them do their thing. I'm like, no, you have to hold them accountable for a result. So that's a part of Optimize. And then we look at your... Uh, processes and your systems and your automation. So that's the second step. And then the third step is yield. That's when we're monitoring all the results of the business, not just dollars and cents in the way of revenue and profit, but also client results, testimonials, referrals, the whole delivery experience, Um, and not even delivery, the whole experience from the time they see you and they meet you maybe on a podcast like this or on social or whatever it is, all the way through to forever. So those are the three steps to scaling
0: yeah and how do you help someone, Judy, who might be you might start working with and let's say that they're just a um you know freelancer, um you know they've they've been maybe they've been doing some design uh, and they've had you know they've had a few clients here and there, and you know, they'd very much like to um, you know, maybe up their sales, right? <laughs> you know, maybe with some consistency. So they might look at this concept of, You know bringing in an assistant or or bringing in someone on the team and go well i can't afford that (laughs) so it's like they feel like they're caught in a little catch-22 and they're like yeah i'd love to expand the team but with what budget
1: yes i love this question because i would say 99.99 people nine percent of people have that they're like wait a minute i am growing but i can't afford to pay somebody what i think they need to be paid in order to do the work but then we do the math I love to work with my clients and show them what their hourly rate is, and then look at the hourly rate of the potential person that could come in and help them. Okay, so that's one thing where I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so if you open up three, even just three to five hours of your week, doing what you should be doing, reaching out to people, building relationships, and connecting and and serving your, your audience, imagine how much more revenue you'd be coming in when you allow. those tasks that you probably don't want to do, not good at, um, and, and it becomes more of looking at the real ROI and what it's actually costing you to not hire someone. And then mm-hmm. the other thing I want to add, I mentioned it before, KPIs. So many women I see, and again, I'm saying that because that's who I work with every day, they, they often hire out for social media. And that's one of the first things I say, careful, what are they doing for you? What goals have you given them? Goals? I don't know. They're the expert. Wait a minute. You're the CEO. So you have to tell them this is what I need you to do. They can do that, they can figure out the how. But you say, for example, my goal is to grow my following and not just by bodies, but the right bodies. You know, I want to bring in five leads a week or 10 leads a week. That's a KPI. And that is what you're holding them to. And so then when you do the math and say, okay, if I get 10 leads a week, that's 40 a month. So that's generate an additional three clients. I'm just making up numbers here. And that'll bring in, you know, $6,000, $10,000. And it'll only cost you a thousand to pay the person. That's the kind of strategic think work that has to go into hiring. It can't just be willy-nilly and not just warm bodies. But I, that's a whole other discussion. I could go deep on that. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love team, Josh. I just want to say this. We need to set the bar high, okay. Too many times, oh, I don't want, I don't know if the right person is out there. I don't, how could I find her? It's like finding a needle in a haystack. This great person, okay. Let's flip the script on that. Let's assume and just just consider for a moment that the perfect person is out there and they're actually wanting to work with you, <laughs> with your values, with your business, and they're out there. So assume the positive, not the negative, and nine times out of ten, you're going to find it.
0: Yeah. Um, So, Judy, talk about what engagement looks like with you. Say someone is listening, they're like, wow, Judy sounds like someone I should get to know. Are you working with them in a small group environment? Are you working with them individually? How long do you typically engage?
1: Hmm, great question. Okay, so right now the only offer that I have, which is changing shortly, is my Joyful Scaling Mastermind, which in 2023 will become a six-month uh, container, and that is a hybrid. I, I consider it like one-on-one in a group in a high-level group setting. It's very high-touch. We have weekly group coaching. We have monthly one-on-ones with me, not a team member. <laughs> I'm one of those rare birds that you you bought me, so to speak, and you're going to get me. So so that's huge. And um, in the context of that, we kick off with a three-day live event where I give you all my philosophy. I give you all of the process. And the next six months, we implement hard and, and get great results. But uh, in the fall, I'm going to be rolling out Uh, something I'm calling Joyful Six Figures Accelerator for those in the earlier stages. And that's going to be a lifetime access to a group program. But there's so many different unique elements to it. Um, It's very high touch, even with me. And um, as I said, that's a lifetime uh, opportunity where you will have on-demand trainings. But again, the weekly coaching, because I think that one thing I do that most people do not is I know my clients especially at the mastermind level. They're my creme de la creme. I know their businesses. I know their strengths. I know their weaknesses. Like I know their business is almost like they're my own from a 30,000 foot view. And that's what I think separates me from the rest. You're not going to be pawned off to another team member.
0: Yeah. Uh, Judy, tell me about your podcast. Ah,
1: okay. The Joyful Scaling Podcast.
0: <laughs> Everyone always loves that question.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I, you know what? I have always been a women's advocate. And so I saw so many women struggling and they kept repeating year one, even in Mm. year three, four, five. And I'm like, you know what? I want to put this out there to serve women so that they do the three things that get some success in life or business. They decide, they commit, they implement and you will hear that as a, as a mantra throughout all, all that I do. You've got to decide, what do you want? So many women, they're in business. And I say, well, what do you want? You know, five, 10 years from now, they go, oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. you got to think about these things. you got to decide what you want. Then you got to commit to it. And then you have to implement. Because one of the biggest struggles right now that I see across the board is indecision. Indecision about their offer. They're constantly changing it. You know, we have this this immediate gratification. Oh, if this launch didn't, you'd be a six figure launch out of the gate. Well, it must be the wrong offer, and then they change it. So mm. it's about the mm-hmm. offer, right? That's rampant. How about indecision about their marketing? Oh, I'm, I need to be everywhere. Wait a minute. Yeah, and, and by the way, they're talking to everybody. They, they're afraid. They're undecided about who their best client is. So you know what happens there, Josh? Nobody's listening because yeah, nobody yeah. hears themselves in what's being said the messaging is like an afterthought it's not even thinking about it and then also indecision on their business as a whole so what i do in the podcast is i break it down and actually if you listen you're going to get some some great nuggets you I, I i reveal my philosophy of business i reveal the process and there is a slightly different process for the earlier stage than the scaling that we talked about but if you want to know what those three i'll tell you it's real easy offer irresistible offer Second is what I call joy infused marketing. Marketing should not be yucky. You should like love to reach out to your people. And then third, what I call sell to serve. You know, Um, we can't serve people unless we sell to them. Right. Even even right now, I'm selling, quote unquote, my podcast, because if you don't know about it, how are you ever going to like discover it. So uh, yeah, listen to the Joyful Scaling podcast. Um, It's judyweber.co slash podcast. Almost 300 episodes of life and business for the Christian woman who's really wanting to do big things.
0: Excellent. All right. So again, Judy Weber, your website, judyweber.co. When somebody goes there, Judy, what should they click on? What do they do?
1: Yes. Go to judyweber.co and right at the top, You can opt in for my ultimate scaling guide four proven strategies for exponential growth. And this is a 20 page workbook style where I not only lay out those four strategies that have resulted in six figure launches and some of the best revenue months my clients ever had, but also offers questions for you to answer because I want you to implement these strategies right away. So JudyWeber.co right at the top opt in. I'd love to send you that.
0: That's great. The host of the Joyful Scaling podcast. And uh, again, Judy, your website is judyweber.co.co. Judy, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Josh, thanks for the opportunity. I loved serving your audience.